In this episode, Senior Timeline, Forbes Best, and Bonds. What are those? From the heart of paradise, I'm Matt. And I'm Sarah, and this is PVB. Yeah, with us as always, Kara. Hi, Kara. Hey, uh, in the full swing of the school year, and we've got a lot of exciting things to talk about. Yeah, we have three exciting guests with us today who are going to keep us informed. But before we get to them, Matt, we've got our ads. Okay, so it's that time of year again. PV Schools is encouraging families to complete the free and reduced meal applications for the 23-24 school year. This important application helps uh, qualify families for free and reduced meals and provides resources to school communities. You can go to easymealsapp.com. Listeners to the podcast will know we've already mentioned this, but it's always good to remind families that it's a great opportunity to double check your child's emergency contact card housed within Infinite Campus. Join thousands of families as they complete the annual update. Have you changed your address or switched phone numbers? Make sure that that information is up to date in Infinite Campus. Providing updated information to the school and school district in a timely manner helps ensure that important messages make it your way. Is your middle schooler looking to play sports? Festival Sports is the perfect program for middle schoolers to excel in athletics and prepare for high school sports. Starting August 28th, boys basketball and girls softball begins. Reach out to your school's athletic director to get your student involved today. Okay, and are you interested in soaring to new heights? How about a plane Um, that you're piloting, though, of course? Um, Attention high school students, earn your pilot's license before getting your driver's license at Shadow Mountain High School or to the Space Force JROTC available to all high school students in paradise. That Space Force JROTC is a really cool program. Uh, We spent a lot of time there this last week. Several news agencies covered the opportunity for uh, future pilots to earn their pilot's license before their driver's license, which is insane. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Um, A few of the students who, as young as 16, were flying planes. One of the boys already had his private uh, pilot's license. Pretty cool. Yeah, so Shadow Mountain just got a new flight simulator, which was part of a Westmec uh, equipment grant. Uh, It's in partnership with CTE, or Career and Technical Education, in PV schools and the JROTC, the Space Force, one of the few in the country. Uh, so a pretty exciting opportunity there at Shadow Mountain. Find out more information about that at uh, pvschools.net. Okay, and so with us today, we have our very special guest, uh, Dr. Sean Holmes, who is the Assistant Superintendent of Human Resources. He's here to fill us in. We have a pretty exciting announcement. Hi, Dr. Holmes. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, this is beginning to be an annual thing for PV Schools. It is. It's very exciting. Uh, For those that are not in the know, announced this week, PV Schools, for the fourth year in a row, was recognized as a top employer by Forbes and Statista. Uh, This year, we're recognized for being America's one of America's. America's best in-state employers. How does that make you feel as uh, the overseer of human uh, resources <laughs> in PV schools? Well, it, it's a, it's a fabulous feeling, uh, and especially knowing that uh, having seen the list, uh, not too many school districts make that list. So particularly special that as a public public school, we've. We're, we're, we're so honored. Yeah, I've worked in communications in a lot of industries and school districts are where I wanted to come back to, but I'm, I'm so we've got that going for us, for one. Uh, the second point there is I've absolutely loved working in PV schools. Uh, we are part of the marketing department, so maybe we're a little bit biased. <laughs> maybe a but little bit. <laughs> there's a lot of great reasons that people like working in PV schools. Yeah, I think so. You know, benefits are, are certainly uh, top of mind for most people, and we're super competitive with benefits. But for, for a lot of people who maybe haven't worked in a school district uh, before, the schedules that we have, I think, are are so great. They're so family-friendly. 
they afford people to you know, to work full time, but not necessarily have to work nights or weekends, summers off, time off at, at holidays and such. I think that's a, a fantastic benefit of working in a public school system like PV schools. That is one thing that I appreciate about working in a school district is that work-life balance uh, is is kind of important here. We want to take care of our people and make sure everyone's as happy as we can make them uh, at school. And I think that's reflected in Forbes and Statista's list. We don't apply to be on this list. Sarah, how about you right. talk a little bit about how we even make it on this list? So an independent survey is sent out to approximately 45,000 um, American employees. And through this survey that's administered by Forbes and Statista, they identify about 500 employers across the nation to earn this recognition. And clearly, we were one of the 500 recognized. So very impressive. And uh, Dr. Holmes, like you just said, you know, I remember when I interviewed here, Matt, I asked you, what's the work-life balance? And you were said it's it's very uh, family friendly, and that was really important to me. And so that's one reason I love working here in Paradise. Can you talk, Dr. Holmes, a little bit about the loan forgiveness option for people who might work in a district? Yeah. So a, a lot of people, uh, there's been a lot of uh, news out there that about uh, student loans and, and and the cost of of education. And if you're working uh, for a government agency like like Paradise Valley Schools, loan forgiveness is something that you can uh, take uh, place at, or um, be a part of. Be a part of. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what that means is that if, if you work for us for a certain amount of time, the, over time your loan can be forgiven, which is a tremendous financial benefit for a lot of people. Another thing that builds up over time is that retirement. Yes. It's part of the Arizona State Retirement Program. And not too many organizations are offering a defined benefit uh, retirement program anymore, but uh, working for PV schools, uh, you get to take place in state retirement, and, and that is something that you can look forward to uh, when it's time for you to enjoy your retirement years. And oh, I, I, well, I, say, I think from my understanding, I believe Arizona has one of the better state retirements, and so I feel pretty lucky that I'm a part of this retirement plan. I've heard that as well. Yeah. I've only lived in Arizona for quite some time, <laughs> right. but, but I have heard that as well. So let's talk a little bit about somebody wanting to join PV schools. Uh, you can find an open list of all of our positions, uh, jobs.pvschools.net. But what are those key positions that, that we're focusing on uh, in this podcast segment to highlight? Sure. I, I would say right now uh, we are in high need of bus drivers. Uh, that's a big one. Another area is uh, instructional assistance. Uh, so you know, if you're if you're somebody out there that uh, really wants to work with kids uh, on a daily basis in the classroom, but you're not certified to teach, uh, instructional assistance. We we have uh, a, a lot of openings in that area at uh, at many of our schools. We also need crossing guards. Uh, we need duty aides. Uh, we also need help in our kitchens. Uh, so. Uh, if, if you have if you have a skill set there, uh, we could sure use people in our kitchens as well. When we had uh, Camille on the podcast, I believe in the spring, and she mentioned getting help in the kitchens as well. And she said that one thing that's great about PV schools is you get the training you need. You don't always have to come in yes. being an expert in every area. And not only there, but I would highlight that for uh, uh, transportation in particular. So you might not have a CDL. A lot of people don't have a CDL. But we actually have a training program where, where people can learn to drive a bus and, and get their CDL. Yeah, as part of the podcast last episode, uh, Dr. Bales was out driving a bus, learning about yes, our training was. program, yep. which was pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. 
Uh, if you'd like to join the community-like environment in PV schools where your voice in school decisions matters, and uh, if you would like to take care of the or take advantage, I can't even read the, the script. I'm just going to go off script. If you want to work <laughs> in PV schools, it's awesome. You can take my word for it. Uh, go to jobs.pvschools.net and find a job that meets your passions. Uh, anything else, Dr. Holmes? No, I, I just, uh, you know, it's it's great being part uh, of of an organization that's that's serving the community. So it, if if you need work, we've we've got work for you. Come come join us. Yeah, we can't wait to see uh, new great talented people join our team. Thank you, Doctor Holmes. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. Next, we have Doctor Bales and Jill Berrigan, Assistant Superintendent of Business Operations. They're going to talk about something that's probably on the top of mind for a lot of our community members as we have uh, a bond election coming up and. Uh, it's important to first know what a bond is. Uh, so here's Dr. Bales and Jill Berrigan. Hello, this is Troy Bales, Superintendent of Paradise Valley Unified School District, and I'm here with our Assistant Superintendent of Business Operations, Jill Berrigan. Hello, Jill. Hello again. Thanks for joining me today. You know, often we get many questions about district operations, and particularly revenues and expenses. And one of the questions we frequently get is what is a bond? So today, let's talk a little bit about what is a bond. Okay, and we like those questions. Um, so a bond is a way for school districts to raise funds to be able to do school-related projects, and these are capital types of projects. And we can only spend money on those capital items, and they would include things like remodeling schools, sometimes completely rebuilding schools, sometimes building in a completely new school. And then also some other items like purchasing furniture or technology for school sites, uh, as well as buses for students. So that's generally what bonds are. You know, can a bond uh, support salaries? Bond cannot support salaries. So there's a lot of things that I mentioned that it can be used for in general terms, but salaries is not one of them unless you only work completely on bond projects. And so there's really only one person in our district that does that. Um, but we can't use that to pay teacher salaries or, or any staff salaries, really. You know, you mentioned uh, buildings, and we do have an election that was called for in May by the governing board for this November. And in that bond, it talks about remodel, new school, and uh, land and such. And, of course, you know, as a declining enrollment district, we've talked about our school closure and boundary review committee, and we're taking a look at how to best utilize our facilities and be more efficient. So why do we have those in there? So it's possible, not likely, but possible that we may need a new school. Our bonds are generally running over a four-year period, so we're generally putting out a new bond every four years. And we don't want to have missed the opportunity to have asked our voters for that bond should we need one at the end of this four-year cycle. Uh, but if we don't need a bond, we won't use that money to buy a new school building or purchase land because we wouldn't have that need. So it's put in there to give us that option should we need to use it and we don't have to use it for that. I think that's an important note to repeat. If we don't need it, we won't use it. Correct. So why a, a larger bond dollar amount in this bond than we had four years ago? Four years ago, we had a bond issue that went out to the voters for $236 million, and, and this year the bond dollar amount's 340 So why the increase? Yeah, unfortunately, inflation has hit school districts as well as it has 
uh, everyone else in our world, really. And our bond projects or our construction projects are costing anywhere between 20 to 40 percent more than they did four years ago. And then there's further inflation expected on top of that. And they say that, you know, new inflation rate for construction projects is 8 to 10 percent a year. And that that's not changing back to what it was previously. They would usually run somewhere in the three to six percent range, and so all of those in, people in the construction industry forecast eight to ten percent in the future, moving forward. That's not going to go back to, a, to the rates we'd seen in the past. So it's really due to inflation. And if we want to do the same scope and types of projects that we did with our last two hundred and thirty-six million dollar bond, we need uh, technically we needed more than three hundred and forty million dollars to do that. But we kept with the three hundred and forty million to maintain the tax rate. So tell us a little about that. Uh, a little bit more about taxes. How will this impact the tax rate? So the tax rate uh, shouldn't change. We were at $0.48 cents per $100 of assessed value with our 2019 bond. And technically, we're going to be at $0.47 cents for this next one. Um, so it's a li- actually a little bit less, a penny less per $100 of assessed value. Uh, but what that means is it's $48 per $100,000 of assessed valuation. So anybody can look at their tax bill and see what the assessed value of their home is, very different than the resale value of their home. So uh, tax rate remains the same. What happens to your individual property is, is a little bit different, but the tax rate remains the same. As you and I have said before, Arizona funding formulas for public schools is complicated, mm-hmm. and voter-approved initiatives like this uh, help explain some of it, but sometimes make it more complicated. Yes. Thank you for helping explain what is a bond today on uh, State of the District. I am Troy Bales, proud superintendent. This has been State of the District. Thank you, Dr. Bales yeah, and thanks Jill. thanks again. Uh, more information about the upcoming bond election can be found at pvschools.net. If you click on our district, that heading at the top of the website, you'll see a bond election page that has all the information uh, with some community forums and, and things like that. Uh, let's jump into a podcast staple, uh, news in 90. Okay, here we go. Carrie, you're ready for us? Okay, here we I'm go. Um, junior Terea Sigler from Horizon High School just won gold. She and her team traveled to Croatia as part of the U19 US volleyball team where they beat out Turkey and are world champions. Congratulations. Wow. Uh, attention senior families, check out the great presentation centered on college and career on August 30th. Learn more about PV School student supports, college and career senior preparation timeline, Arizona Board of Regents requirements, ACT and SAT exams, free application, federal student aid, FAFSA, and more. That was a tongue twister, (laughs) but I made it through. Uh, To attend the virtual meeting, check out pvschools.net. All the information is there in our newsroom. And the annual update is in full swing. Make sure your information is updated at Infinite Campus to ensure our schools have the right contact information for you and your student. Okay, uh, coming up, we have Donuts with the District. This is an opportunity for parents, guardians, and community members to meet with Superintendent Dr. Bales, cabinet members, and board members. This informal setting uh, will take place throughout the district. It's a casual meet and greet. Our first meeting is September 28th. And you don't have to go to the school it's at. The first one on the 28th is at Sky Crossing Elementary School. Uh, And last, National Dog Day is this weekend. So join us in celebrating all the pooches of paradise. We've got several uh, dogs (laughs) as part of our volunteer in paradise program which is pretty fantastic helping Mm -hmm. students in the classroom uh with pet snuggles right i think they read (laughs) they provide emotional supports but we have a couple vips pretty cute our very Uh, important pups thanks to our vip program yes thank you uh too easy we're getting we're getting too good at that let's maybe drop 60 next time (laughs) 60 seconds twice the speed
Let's talk about uh, an, another achievement. We talked about a few in news, but um, as the as the district is getting into full swing of a new year, it's kind of cool to talk about something that schools themselves, the school communities as a whole, have earned. Uh, we have Laura Herbine, Director of Student uh, Support, Student Services, rather. Student Sorry. Services. Hi, Laura. Welcome. My apologies. Thank you. Uh, we have you here to talk about the PBIS awards that several of our schools earned, uh, which is pretty fantastic. Welcome. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. So um, several of our schools earned a PBIS award. PBIS stands for Positive Behavioral Interventions and Supports. And the schools that we have listed are Cactus View, uh, Campobello, Desert Shadows Elementary, Fireside, North Ranch, Sun Kids Preschool, Whispering Wind Academy, Eagle Ridge, Greyhawk, and Greenway Middle School a big list of, of schools and we hope to get more uh, as we progress down this initiative path of PBIS because PBIS is now district-wide. That's absolutely correct. So all of our schools are beginning implementation of PBIS and it really is a framework where um, we support students with positive behavior, reinforcement of that behavior, and really teach them the tools that they'll need. And it's a tiered system. So if a child needs additional supports, they'll be given that as supports in the moment to help them both achieve behaviorally and academically. And I think it's important for listeners to know, you know, it's a lot of people say it's a program. It's not a program. It's a set of ideas and tools really to come alongside students to help them. Like you said, it's a tiered program. And so some kids need fewer supports. Other kids need more supports. And I think that's vital that every kid gets their need met. Absolutely. And it's also very unique at each campus. All of our campuses um, create their own system that matches the needs of that school specifically. So it truly is, it's not a program. It's very definitely a framework um, and, a, and a guide to helping our students be successful. And that success is partially the academic su- success in the classroom because we need students ready to learn. Absolutely. If the behavior isn't there, then students aren't going to learn. So it goes hand in hand together. Yeah, it really does. It creates a safe environment and positive environment, again, for all students. And I think that's one of the biggest benefits. So as part of the strategic plan for the district, PBIS as an initiative for the district as a whole uh, isn't something we're implementing overnight. This is going to take some time. Absolutely. Many of our schools have been implementing this for 10 years, but then we have schools that are just starting down this road, and it takes three to five years to really have it implemented with fidelity. So our hope is as a district, as as part of the initiative uh, and the strategic plan goes, over the next three years, we want to see it implemented uh, to a certain level and then continue building from there. Absolutely. So I think for parents listening in the community, what we really want to encourage is we need buy-in. We need buy-in from the students, from the staff, from the community to really, again, come alongside and help support this. That's the only way schools can be successful. I would absolutely agree. And many parents that have been involved in a PBIS school actually bring that program into that home and use that same language in the home. And that just reinforces everything that we do in schools. Yeah. And taking it back to the strategic plan, that involved people from all different stakeholder groups. Parents were involved in that. Parents are involved, you know, in the school community. So this is a very community-minded kind of thing to, as our as our strategic plan would say, empower every learner for a lifetime of success. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, next time you're on one of those campuses that we just uh, listed off, say congratulations to the staff, the principals, the students for a job well done on following the PBIS steps. 
You can find out more information about the PBIS awards uh, either in that one of those schools' newsrooms on their website or on the district's newsroom. You'll see it there either on the homepage or click into the newsroom. All right. Thank you so much, Laura. You're quite welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Speaking about supporting students in the classroom, in PV schools, uh, we kind of lead toward this portrait of a graduate, right, Sarah? Mm -hmm. This is what uh, graduates uh, embody uh, as they leave the district, uh, which you can find on the, the district website and the strategic plan. The next step is part of that journey, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting how we just we kind of talk about these supports for students. We mentioned several elementary schools, a middle school. But now we have someone here who wants to talk to kind of the middle school age, high school age, specifically students who want to know when they graduate, what's their next step? What are their plans? So we want to welcome Melinda. Hi, Melinda. Welcome you. Can you tell us? I'm sorry. You work in the college and career department, but you have a better title than that. I'm the district college and career specialist. Specialist, yes. Thank you. Hi, welcome. Hello. So uh, part of uh, what we're here to talk to you about today is something that's coming up on the 30th. We, we kind of mentioned it, but you, there's a bunch of presentations throughout the year that are meant to be resources for families. And this first one is geared towards seniors. Yes, yes. It's a very exciting time for them. Um, there's a lot coming up in the next year for them to prepare. And this presentation will offer them very important information for them and a timeline of what to help them and guide them on what they need to accomplish in that next year to prepare for a college, university, or a career technical trade school. And right. it, it can be a lot. It can be very stressful. I, I'm trying to be. channel my my past senior me, and I remember there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot you want to you don't want to miss out on anything your senior right. year. This seems like a really great resource. I know I've heard from from parents in the district that that senior year there's there's just a lot going on, there and this is. is something the district's doing to help out. Yes, and it, you know it covers quite a bit. The one thing, for example, fast for this year, it's at a different timeline. Uh, it normally is in October, and now it's changing to December. But a lot of people don't know this; they're not aware of it. So this is a time where p- families can sit in, listen um, for the information, and then also there's going to be questions. They can you know ask me questions and get some feedback to help them make decisions on what they want to do in the next with their their student um, in the next year. Yeah, so let's talk about some of those topics. We've got uh, student supports, college and career, senior preparation timeline, which you'd alluded to, Arizona Board of Regents requirements, ACT, SAT exams, the free application federal student aid, FAFSA you mentioned, Project Benji, which is which is a pretty cool resource for yes. families. Uh, you've also got career and technical education uh, and AZ State University and college uh, uh, community college admissions. So it, there's yes. a lot going on in, really in these lot. presentations. There the one is. not to miss, right? Right, right. So it's a great opportunity and just a good place for them to get a, a pace of what they need to be doing and when things are coming up. And so they're not so stressed for the you know their next pathway. So for this meeting coming up on August 30th, which is right around yes. the corner, it says that we have a virtual meeting yes. for seniors. If there's a student or there are families who are interested, where do they go to get the virtual meeting information? Okay, so the actual um, link would be in the web pages that we have. They would just click on that link. That's the Google Meet link. They do not have to register beforehand. We change that process. So once they enter that virtual meeting room, that's where we will be. 
And we're looking to send this information directly to senior families uh, from the district communications office. So mm-hmm. it makes it even easier. You just have to click on the link uh, at the time of the meeting and people can jump right in because oh, we want to make it as easy as possible for people to get this information yes. so we can sail through that senior yes. year. Yes, And, you know, families are welcome also um, and students that are of other levels that would like to attend um, just to listen and kind of get ahead. (laughs) So if you have a kid in junior year, maybe this is a good preview of what to expect next year. Exactly. Yes. Now, uh, Melinda, at the end of this presentation, will there be a Q&A for families? If, or is it is it open to families to ask questions? Or if they have specific questions, should they try to reach out to you? We will have a Q&A. Um, and then we will also have a link that um, they can fill out a form and ask their, quest- ask their questions and, you know, just anything that they may have. Uh, and then I can respond to them also. So two opportunities there. We're so lucky to have you, and I think parents too, because it is really hectic trying to figure out what your child's going to do after high school. And they become adults. You don't really get a, you know, a say in all the decision-making, so it's kind of nice to have someone else come alongside and, and, and guide. Yeah, so we look forward to this opportunity for families in PV. Uh, next week, if you're listening to the podcast, the day it comes out, uh, you got one week uh, to put this on your calendar and take part in this great resource. Uh, thank you so much, Melinda, for swinging by. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Sarah, we covered a lot of information in today's podcast. Uh, it just was go, go, go uh, with resources for family. But that's kind of how our website is as well. So anything we've missed, uh, you can find on pvschools.net. Yep. For the college and career specialist stuff, uh, anything that has to do with college and career, there are college and career specialists at the schools. Uh, counseling offices uh, are, are always eager to help as well. There's just there's so many supports for students and families uh, throughout Paradise. Yep. And of course, you can also go, um, you can find PV Schools on social media by searching at PV Schools. And as always, please support the podcast by rating us on Apple and Spotify. Uh, That's been a podcast, Sarah. We'll see you next time. Bye.